Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And that's our Bad and Boot Boot Bad Prime. And guys, prime. thank you so much for coming out to the show tonight. Yeah, very indeed. excited to have very you here. Excited to have we you. have two amazing guests for you. Yeah. So I think we got to get right to it. We got to get <laughs> oh, right yeah, to the let's show. Get right to it. All right, okay. Let's yeah, bring right. them right out. Uh, no yeah, time. Right. Let's do There's it. Nothing else. You yeah, guys no want? time for There's nothing. You want to talk about? Pete do doesn't have anything plans, so we're going to go right into it. Right. I wanted to talk about puke machine, but you guys didn't want to. No, no, no. I don't. Listen. So we should mention lock and key. Have any of you seen it on Netflix already? All right, one yes, guy. Yes. It's an audio Sam. podcast. You can yeah. say woo or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, so we did a podcast, Lock and Key Unlocked, which recapped the volumes of the comic book, mm. and then we're going through the episodes of the series. Yes. Justin uh, brought up a story about something, a puke machine that he worked with. If you want to know what the puke machine is, we don't have time here to talk about it today. That's ridiculous. But we definitely get very in-depth on it on our Lock and Key podcast. So that's where you can check it out. Lock and Key Unlocked. Make sure to subscribe. You're so a horrible you, person. So if if you, if you subscribe to Lock and Key Unlocked, you unlock the secret episode you can only get that describes the puke machine. So there you this go. This is out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited about the guests that we have tonight. They're most involved in a new book called Big Black Stand in Attica. One is the writer. The other is the creative consultant. Ladies and gentlemen, Jared Runmouth and Pat Kennedy. Yeah. Come on out. All right. Come on out. Right over here. Hello. Great to have you. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here, guys. Thank you. Oh, my you. gosh. Yeah. Thanks so, so excited. much for having us, gentlemen. It's really a, uh, a pleasure and an honor. And an honor. Yes. Oh, wow, okay. no, we're honored to have you. So it's an honor all around. Also, we're honored to have this audience. <laughs> yeah. What an honor. Oh, Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for this honor. Uh, any other things we're honored about we want to, Pete? Honored about Oscars, obviously, just happened. So right. Congratulations, nice by the way, Pete. Pete, you're your Oscar uh, Yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's get the show going. <laughs> but then we should say what Pete had a parasite in his uh, intestine. Intestinal yeah. parasite. Which inspired yeah. the movie. It's yeah. true. <laughs> so congratulations for coming for on. <laughs> uh, so there's a new book coming out from Archaea. Is it Archaea or Archaea? I... I think, I think Archaea. I think <laughs> it's Archaea, which is a subprint okay. of uh, Boom, Boom Studios. Studios. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's the main reason I wanted to have you on, was to clarify how it's pronounced. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Big Black, this is a true story, true adapted story. in graphic novel form. Yes. And we were talking about this a little bit backstage. This kind of started as, should it be a movie idea? Should it be something else? Yes. And then it very quickly morphed into a comic book. Yes. Well, Big Black, obviously, uh, is co-author with me, and we started back in 1997, so Ooh, it's, oh, it's wow. a good thing that I work fast, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, <laughs> we saw it as a movie. He was a huge fan of the movies, uh, westerns, believe it or not, was mm. his favorite genre. He loved Shane, and so I even yeah. at one point tried, had a draft where I included him watching Shane on television, I think, Sweet but uh, so the idea was to do uh, a uh, 
screenplay. And we started out just as a screenplay treatment. And I, we were working on the cases in Buffalo at the time, and I would, we would ride around during the day going to soul food restaurants, driving around, and I would interview him, and then I would write it all out longhand, didn't even have a computer back then, wow. wrote it out longhand wow. on legal pads, and then we'd go into his room and read it to him. Oh wow. oh wow! And he would. Did get, he uh, live in Buffalo? He did not live in Buffalo. Oh. He's a Bed Stuy guy. Uh, wait, yeah. why were oh, wow. Why were you? Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Bed Stuy yeah. in the house. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go to Buffalo to get enough speed. But Attica Attica's is up. up in, yeah, so yeah. you outside. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, to... and the civil trials were coming. Yeah, got you. Yeah, right. Being held. Well, actually, let's take a big step back for those who don't know the story. What are the broad strokes here? Like, what sort of so, pitch line? Yes, the broad strokes are this is uh, one of the bloodiest confrontations uh, considered a civil rights uh, confrontation. Uh, there's an Eyes on the Prize episode on uh, Attica. Uh, so you're having a time of prison writers who are being known in prison, like George Jackson out in San mm. Quentin, Eldridge Cleaver wrote Soul on Ice, uh, so you were having a much more of a political awareness, and you were having uh, at the you know this is after the '60s, obviously, but early '70s, where there were prison rebellions going on uh, for uh, demands that were very just humane conditions. Uh, right. At Attica, you got one shower a week, which was not a shower; it was a bucket of water. You know, a bucket of water to do the top half, a bucket of water to do the bottom half, and that's it. Wow. One roll of toilet paper per month. Uh, you know, oh. this was uh, a lot of uh, people of color were turning to Islam then, and every meal had pork, which they couldn't eat, you know, things like that. So they were trying to get more humane conditions, uh, trying to get uh, rid of slave labor, what the, you know, they called it the warden's plantation, Attica. Right. Uh, and so a spontaneous rebellion sort of broke out one day after uh, George Jackson had died. A minor event between prisoners that kind of got blown into a big event where people thought that the prisoners were being beaten in isolation. And uh, just a, a freak chance thing of a, a door being locked when the guard was walking people out to the yard, didn't think it was going to be locked. All of a sudden, everyone was in the hallway thinking they were going to get beaten. And all of a sudden, someone threw a punch and the rebellion was on. And uh, it spread all through the prison. And... Uh, and Big Black had an opportunity to leave. He was in the prison laundry where he worked, and he could have left. There was an exit out the back that prisoners were coming in through. And so they came running in, and he would say, shit is on, it is on. Pop, cop beat bad at Times Square. They got your friend, Tony, beat up. Tony was a guard that was friendly with Big Black. So he was, Times Square was the, uh, was the central location where uh, uh, the guards would watch the, uh, the, the four yards, A, B, C, and D. And uh, the 1,500 prisoners ended up taking control of D-Yard and holding it for four days. Yeah. And uh, they brought in negotiators, so a lot of it was televised. It was being broadcast out to, uh, you know, on live television at times. And uh, Governor Rockefeller refused to come to Attica, refused to negotiate with the prisoners, and ordered the storming of the prison which killed over 40 people, including 10 hostages. They immediately put out uh, the lie that the hostages had been killed by prisoners, that they had had their throats slashed. And they even claimed that one of the hostages who was shot had been castrated wow. by Big Black. So they singled mm -hmm. Big Black, even though Big Black had actually not been uh, a part of the political team. He was chosen to be head of security for the prisoners during the rebellion to guard the hostages, to walk the um, negotiators in and out, and make sure that safety, you know, some kind of safety was kept in the yard with all these people out there and people who had feuds with the other people, you know. And, uh, but because he then became the face walking in and out, walking negotiators in and out, walking hurt uh, hostages out, they singled him out for the worst torture after the retaking of the prison. And, uh, you know, it was described as an orgy of brutality. He had both his wrists broken. He was laid on a table in the middle of the yard naked. With, uh, and they put a football under his neck, said, hey, miss, he was a football coach. That's why he was chosen. And they said, hey, Mr. Football Coach, you like football so much? When this football hits the ground, you're going to die sooner than you think you're going to die. And they beat him in, the, they beat him in his testicles. 
They uh, put out cigarettes on his body. They dropped hot shell casings. They were up on a catwalk above him, dropping their hot shell casings down onto his stomach, spitting down at him, and kept him there for hours like that, and then took him into isolation and beat him. So, so this doesn't necessarily on the surface seem like it would be the right material for a comic book. Why Why did it eventually become that? Because <laughs> of this guy. Because <laughs> uh, of me. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm responsible. Uh, ja- um, you know, Jared and I met in 2002 doing a, a, a national tour of uh, the Three Musketeers. Uh, he I was, was Athos. He was Athos. Sure. <laughs> nice. He was Athos, and, and uh, I was not one of the Musketeers. I was Le Cardinal. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I get the, cast as villains. Shocking. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, Jared had been living in this sto- with this story since 1997. I had been living with it since 2002. And we had uh, uh, produced a production of uh, Jared's original adaptation of Count of Monte Cristo together. Uh, and we had worked on a bunch of different projects. And a couple of years ago, uh, June uh, 1996, we were both going through some rough time in our life, and uh, I came to visit Jared in his apartment on the uh, Lower East Side, and uh, uh, I said, listen, this book, I mean, the, the story needs to be told, and we can do it as a graphic novel. We can get it made. Uh, you know, we can get a graphic novel made for fifty grand. So a, a film version of this, a proper film version of this, is going to cost one hundred and fifty million dollars. And the script had been around. I mean, we had been shopping it around, and uh, we had heard that uh, it was on Spike Lee's desk at one point. But I mean, how many scripts does Spike Lee have on his desk? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I um, I said, listen, man, let's let's try and translate it into a comic script. We'll, we'll find an artist. You know, I know enough people in the business. Um, and uh, strangely enough, Jared actually found our artist, uh, the amazing Amazian. And uh, you know, Jared, tell that tell that story. Yes. So I was living on uh, East Tenth Street in the village on my fifth floor walk up with my four cats, and uh, going <laughs> okay. to the Strand every day and sitting in sitting in there for hours, uh, looking at all you know everything to find the right person and one day I went in there and and it was like a magnet across the room all of a sudden I saw this little like pocketbook copy size of uh, Muhammad Ali a portrait of Muhammad Ali on Mm. it and I began doing that, you know, when you're trying to be first in line, but trying to act like you're not running. <laughs> you're doing that yeah. intermittently, speeding up and slowing down. Playing it very cool. Making a beeline. And uh, I just snatched it. And I, I was, you know, it was love at first sight, I, I like to say. And uh, So you didn't pay for it. Yeah. You still. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. What, this guy's, I mean, this guy's trouble right here. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, who's watching the cats? That's my question. What are these four cats up to? What are these four cats up to? One of the cats, by the way, which is blind and still catches mice. Wow. Really? (laughs) We've got to focus this back in. No, no, this is the part of the story here. We're getting derailed. Are the mice also blind? No, No, we're talking about upstate Saugerties. Are they eating each other? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. We'll delve deeper into the cat. I also want to know more about your production of Three Musketeers, but yeah. let's get forward. So, so, uh, and I walked right out of the store, and I immediately called Patrick, and I said, "Have you ever heard of an artist named Amazing Amazian?" He said, "No, I don't." It, Great name, because this right, yeah. this was uh, a reprint of a book that he had done with his wife Sibylle uh, Titia Delacroix in, because uh, he's from Paris, and so it was had been released in Europe. And they reprinted it and translated it into English. So it was his only book that was in the United wow. States at all. And, and, I, and I found it. And wow. I, I messaged him thinking, you know, he would never even respond. Like thinking I was like the Nigerian prince kind of thing. You He's know? too French right. to respond to an email. So some con man from New York is writing me and wants me to do his drawings and da-da-da-da-da. But uh, right away, he said, send me the script. I'm very interested. And I thought, ah. okay. Uh, and he said, I'll read it this weekend. And I thought, now that's never going to happen. No one ever I, I thought, that. M- Right. I thought months later, I'd be trying to chase him. Down. So I don't yeah. know yeah. if you remember me. I sent you in December. And, uh, and two days later, I got an email back from him saying, I'm your guy. Wow. I'm your guy. Wow. And a drawing. Our, our logo. Our original logo. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, that's that's yeah. great. Yes. And and we uh, we collaborated for uh, almost uh, over three years. Wow. We never spoke to each other. It was all done <laughs> why, by why? email. <laughs> you were just like, I don't it want to like talk to It was like the mystique him. was there. It was on, you know. It Ooh, was working. It is a romance. It's a romance. We didn't want to break it. Right. We're soulmates. We're That's, soulmates. But you still I, never spoke. Sure. I should mention well, that. No, actually, no, so we, we finally we, spoke just last uh, uh, a week and a half ago. We finally spoke. <laughs> that, is, wow. Wow. that is crazy. We, we we did, uh, why'd you break the silence? It was working. We've been doing the show for 14 years. It's been a disaster ever since. We've been doing the show for 14 years. I still haven't spoken to these guys. That's true. We, uh, he talks and we just sort of talk over him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we talk and I just sort of talk over him. Exactly. It's a relationship. <laughs> yeah. We, d- we did a great interview with, uh, with Adam McGovern. Adam McGovern. Um, uh, who I, I, I think you guys know Adam, uh, 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 writer of a great uh, comic book called Night World. Mm. Um, and he also uh, has a column uh, called High Lowbrow. Uh, and uh, we Skyped. And that was the first time we heard Amazing Ann's voice. voice. Oh, and yeah. he's Skype. exactly <laughs> as we would expect him. Oh, okay. wow. It's actually <laughs> Facebook chat. It, oh, Facebook it, chat, not so Skype. Sorry. Thank we you tried for, to thank Skype. You for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Get the, we are journalists. We couldn't so. get the... Um, <laughs> Exactly. And yes. w- one of the things that m- when Jared's, you know, t- told me to look up Amazing I Google him and I go to his, his page and I'm looking at his art. And one of the first things I see is he's got a modern retelling of Zatoichi called Clan wow. that he did, which is ju- uh, like spectacular, uh, 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 uh you know, Japanese-based crime comic. And then I'm looking at his other stuff, and he's got this book called Bagman, which is about uh, uh, Mexican cartel guys. And uh, he's got a book called uh, Cash Cowboys, which is about uh, former SAS guys that go to work for a Blackwater-type organization. And um, <laughs> and I'm like, this guy is amazing. I mean, he's, yeah, literally, yeah. he's literally perfect for us. And his knowledge of comic book history... Um, he, he was saying in the, in the interview how he went back and he read all of the uh, the Jerry Conway, uh, Ross Andrews, Spider-Man, Punisher stories because wow. uh, he wanted it to look like a real mid-1970s Bronze Age book. Yeah. And, nice. and yeah, his knowledge, his knowledge of the field and his love of, you know, classic American, uh, particularly Bronze Age comics is, is astounding. Now, this is after that in Incredibly long journey. It's finally coming out pretty soon. It's coming out next week. There you yeah. go. Wow, yeah. that yeah. is yeah. pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. The official the official drop date is February 18, but we have uh, an early signing at the Strand Bookstore. In of Manhattan. course, where the story yeah. started. Oh. All four cats are going to be there. Whatever. Victor Laval is actually hosting yes. the Q and A yeah. with Jared and his stepfather Dan and, Myers. And and. Uh, Big Black's wife, Pearl, will oh, be wow. there. Oh, awesome. Nice. part of the panel as well. Uh, now, that said, though, we do have something new that we could show off yes. from the book that hasn't been shown before. Yes, this is new. One of you yeah. want to tee up what this is? This is absolute news here. We're dropping Whoa. our promotion video Breaking for the book. News. Just got approval five minutes before we got over here. Uh, yeah. Nice. Breaking yeah. news. Yeah, I'm going to move so, out of the way. As we, were, as we were being true New Yorkers and eating a slice of pizza. Yeah. Ah, this, there uh, you go. Yeah. This is directed Love by Bob Camp who uh, is the creator of Ren and Stimpy. Well, co- co-creator of the Ren and Stimpy show. Ren and Very Stimpy cool. Show. Uh, yeah. uh, it is uh, edited by Jeremy Sco- uh, Jason Schofield, who did an incredible job on this, really uh, banged it out to get it ready for tonight. Yeah. Uh, music by Alex Tashane and myself. Uh, you'll hey, probably, uh, some of you might recognize the voiceover in it is the voice of Carrie Means, who played Frylock on Aqua Teen wow. Hunger oh, Force. Wow, nice. So we got some interesting tie-ins for everybody here. That's yeah. great. And so here it is. This is the first time anywhere anyone is seeing it. Here it is. Nice. Four days in 1971 changed the course of American history. This is the true story from the man at the center of it all. Big black, big black, standing at his hook. Table. 
Will someone find Big Black and bring him to the negotiating table? People of the United States of America. That looks great. Nice. Wow, that was yeah, amazing. That was so cool. Yeah. Privilege to drop it here. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you for, for bringing, bringing it. it. Yeah. Uh, if people are listening at home to the podcast, are they going to be able to check it out online? Yes, as well? uh, I'm. Sh- I'm sure that's going to be shortly. Like I said, we were just <laughs> obviously on Dropbox links and yeah. doing all that. And so people should try to add you on. Dropbox. Yeah, I'm <laughs> uh, we're going to. Um, uh, I'm going to try yeah. and get it posted uh, this evening. Uh, definitely before midnight. Uh, this um, well, when the podcast lands tomorrow, it all will be out. But uh, you can follow us at Stand It Attica, all one word, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. All That's right. awesome. There we go. Congratulations. Yeah. Long Thank you, guys. Really. Yeah, it was... It was very, very strange how everything came together because you know, once we had Amazian, we put together uh, our, our spec package to shop around at conventions, and um, I, uh, I was uh, helping organize a convention out on Long Island, which is kind of notorious, known as Icon, which <laughs> kind of sort of doesn't exist anymore. Nice. Um, There's a story and, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and but I you know I got Jared in the right rooms with the right people. Christopher Golden uh, shopped it out yes. and sent it out to um, uh, to Boom originally yep. to Bryce and then who was Philip Philip sorry uh, and uh, then our friend Casey Lansdale who was a writer and a songwriter. Uh, uh, and uh, the daughter of Joe R. Lansdale. Who also has supported the, this project Hugely. from the start and, yeah. and, um, and read pages and, and really gave us a lot of encouragement, yeah. along with Bob Camp, too, who, yeah, Bob, who was Bob with us was from the beginning. And that's why incredible. it was great to bring full circle and have yeah. him direct our video. Very cool. Uh, now, before we move on to our next section, because we do need to move on and, and we don't have a lot of time to spend on this, I do want to mention uh, Pete LePage, who is one of my co-hosts here on Comic Book Club, oh, is wow, a big fan. Thank you. Yes, he's, he wow, is. he's almost he, talking he, to you. Great. He's exciting. <laughs> he's very close. He's I'm, I'm looking you. at the wall, though. Yeah, no eye contact. Fan. No, we've never made eye contact. Uh, yeah. It's hard. Uh, you guys have glasses. It's hard to <laughs> find your eyes in there. Yeah, they're pretty shaded. Uh, it's real cool. Almost sunglasses. Pete's a big fan of The Punisher, yes, right? You yeah. like The Punisher, the character with the guns from Marvel Comics? Again, breaking news on the podcast. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, one of his uh, favorite actors who played The Punisher was a man named uh, Thomas, Thomas Jane. Thomas, Thomas Jane, Jane. yes. Yeah. Now, the only Punisher you accept. Uh, yes. No, that's not true. Now, I mean, after the TV uh, since series. Since we are running pretty low on time here, I know you did a show with Thomas Jane. Pete, I'm going to allow you one question about Thomas Jane that can go right now. That's all the time we have for. Wow. <laughs> all right, one question about Thomas Jane. That's it. Hit him with your main big question about Thomas Jane. What would you say uh, meeting, working with Thomas Jane, like, uh, would you say is the thing that you were surprised by the most or the thing that you liked about him the most? <laughs> no context. Just like, is he nice? Is I, what I, his I, question I, is. I, I, is I, Thomas I, nice? I, 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 had, I had the pleasure of, of uh, meeting Tom uh, through... Uh, Call him Tom. 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 <laughs> This is, Very this cool. Is starting to feel like Through, two questions. Yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting TJ. Oh, oh we got a friend. Oh, oh. We got a friend right. over here. Through, Someone else has uh, the, a soulmate. The, the brilliant Tim Bradstreet. Uh, okay. They they have a production company together called Raw Studios. Um, and uh, the first time I met Tom, you know, I walked up and he's like, "Oh, you're a friend of Timmy B. It's nice media." And I was Timmy like, Timmy. "You have beautiful eyes." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is like he is, stu- he is stunning, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and the most interesting, <laughs> thing, the most interesting thing, is- uh, interesting thing about Tom, honestly, he goes barefoot everywhere. <laughs> he was wow. walking around Stony Brook University campus during this convention <laughs> in the pouring rain in the middle of March, barefoot. Wow. Yeah, everywhere. He sounds fine. 
Um, <laughs> he sounds like he's, he's doing fine. He's a, a, a really brilliant guy. He's a hell of a writer, um, and, uh, which a lot of people don't know, and very dedicated to his craft. Yeah. yeah. All right. TJ. 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 All right. We're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call The Stack. Yeah. And in The Stack, we're going to talk about a couple of comic books that came out this past week. Give our quick little thoughts on them. They're quick and little, these quick thoughts. Quick and tiny little thoughts. Miles yeah. Morales, Spider-Man number 15 from Marvel Comics. Whose loosey-goosey cover is this? I don't know. What is, is that? that yours? I don't know. It's just a very loose cover. I'll pass it over here. <laughs> don't blame me. Blame the staples. Uh, who liked this book? What, what do you guys want to chat about with it? Uh, so, um, uh, Miles Morales is Spider-Man. And uh, <laughs> oh, as the cover were, says... You were the title. <laughs> That's uh, so cool. Uh, so, this is all about he lets his journal get into the wrong hand. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, the biggest villain of all is... Sure, is somebody reading your journal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, but uh, Sounds other like things- there's a story there. We don't have time for it. Yeah. <laughs> but Saladin Ahmed is writing the book, and yeah. I adore him. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we sent him a, uh, an advanced uh, uh, preview of Big Black Stand in Attica, and uh, we're waiting for a blurb. <laughs> uh, but he's great. And uh, I was telling Jared that he really needs to read uh, uh, Salon's uh, Black Bolt series. Yeah, very so good. good. Which yes, is a prison story. So if you guys haven't read that, that book is fantastic. Great book. Yeah. Really well, one of the things that I think he's doing really well on Miles Morales is just really digging into the characters like he does everywhere with every single one of the books. Uh, yeah. So... It's good. I actually think he is probably doing a better job at figuring out the character of Miles Morales in a certain way than Brian Michael Bendis did. Wow, bold. Kind of. Well, like, Brian Michael Bendis said it and then ran with that, but uh, Saladin is able to grow it in a certain way. And sort of go back, go backwards and forwards at the same time. This is going into a lot of the uh, sort of Green Goblin, uh, the Green Goblin of the former Ultimate Universe is like a giant Hulk monster, uh, and that's... The same one that we saw in uh, Into the Spider-Verse, that version of the Green Goblin, yeah. Uh, And so this is going back into that while also moving the character forward, and it's it's really good. Yeah. Great book. Definitely pick it up. Next one to talk about, also from Marvel, Daredevil, number six. Seventeen. Uh, now uh, I know this is about the character Daredevil, right? Correct. So right. you. This in this book we have Daredevil who he stopped wearing the Daredevil outfit uh, yes. costume, if you will, and it uh, is a costume. Yeah, you know, like other people in the community have been taking up and uh, being Daredevil to fight their own crime, uh, their, their own, own crimes. crimes. Yeah, their own <laughs> their personal crimes. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch so, of criminals punish, punching themselves. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, the yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's ah. wearing the Daredevil mask, but here. He's uh, he's trying to come back to it, and he's got like a uh, it's kind of more of a fancy uh, uh, bougie version of the Daredevil outfit. And I hope yeah, it's just stick. a regular suit he's wearing. Well, he's wearing a regular suit with a fancy mask, and I was like, "Come on, man, you're better than this." Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I I think this is this is very interesting. Um, I, I'll be excited when we get Daredevil back to being Daredevil, but it's kind of fun to watch this transition happen. It's really uh, Chip Zdarsky's writing this right now, and it's yeah. really interesting the way he's like scraped away a lot of the old stuff, like him like literally being Daredevil, and just are, is bringing Hell's Kitchen is much more sort of important. Uh, he's just. He worked with Elektra to um, steal a billion dollars from other criminals, and then he just gave it to, like, bodegas in <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. That's a lot of egg sandwiches. That's a lot <laughs> of egg sandwiches, as they Nothing say. Like a good egg sandwich. Um, but I want to talk about there's a big argument he has with Foggy here, mm-hmm. which I'm sure, like, what is that like when you see Foggy, who's your number one? It, Foggy Nelson's one of the greater characters. Greater characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, Matt Murdock. Yeah, Pete character. doesn't rank characters. He has circles of characters. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. It's like well, nine it's, circles it's of just, hell. It's hard because they have uh, such a great relationship. They're in trying times right now because, you know, Daredevil just abuses his friendship. And, you know, Foggy's constantly picking up the slack and putting things together and doing the things Daredevil doesn't have time for, you know. So yeah. it's like, I hear what, that because I, like, I feel Pete? like I'm, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the Foggy of the podcast. You do? I feel like the Foggy here. Oh, okay. So oh, like, I totally, I identify with what you're talking about. Oh, good. I'm glad it's well, it's so weird that you're able to put yourself in my headspace and feel like the foggy because I don't think you identify with that at all. No, no, definitely, definitely not. not. Based on what you just said, I feel like you don't identify with that at all. 
<laughs> I don't know what you just said. Uh, I got to say, I, oh, go I got to say that, uh, and uh, Jorge Fornes, who I've never seen his stuff before, the art's very uh, evocative of uh, David Mazzucchelli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, his run on uh, on Daredevil, which is, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, the last Legendary. time Frank Miller wrote the book. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah this, this book is real good. We talk about this a million times on the show, but there's something about Daredevil that just brings out yeah. the best in every single writer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll just add, I know everyone was curious. I agonized long and hard about naming my blind cat and I really really thought of naming him Maddie Murdoch and then I was going to go DD just like but I I ended up with CC CC so close to (laughs) DD almost a parody of DD so you see how I got there and we should say your cat also can um, has a superpower of hearing he's a mouser he's incredible he can can time uh, jumps uh, perfectly, he, you know. Sometimes something. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like that old joke: rearrange the furniture, and he yep. would be all bumping into things. Not at all. It's like wow. he's got all daredevil senses. Does he keep sleeping with the wrong women? <laughs> and no, let me that's, ask you: That's my job. Wow. Oh, wow. Let me ask you: Is there another worse cat named Foggy? <laughs> well, his, like a his much name, worse cat? His name. His name in the shelter was Froggy. Oh, oh there we go. Pete's so, gonna. Just when you thought talking about all the tie-ins here. Pay off. Uh, all right, let's finish up here with money shot number four from yeah. Vault Comics. Why? Nice. Pretty what? cool. What? Now you're making eye contact with me after you say that. <laughs> Please, not though. This is the last thing I want right now. Let's talk about money shot. This is a great book. I love this book. Uh, this book is Tim Seeley's uh, writing it. Uh, yes, with uh, Sarah, Sarah Beatty. Beatty. Yep. Um, and they, uh, it's the premise of this book is that science, uh, research, science researchers, research scientists—that's the way you say that word. Um, <laughs> they, I understand science. They uh, are. They don't have any funding, so the way they do that is by um, it's set in the sort of near future. They uh, sleep with aliens and film it for pornography, and uh, it's great. The thing, the things people are willing to do. For science, you should all follow Sarah Beatty on uh, on Facebook. I mean, on uh, Twitter, Twitter. If you don't, on Skype, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, try, uh, yeah, In no, real her, life. Um, she's um uh, she's brilliantly funny, uh, brilliantly funny uh, comedian, and um she makes no bones about the fact that she is quite well endowed. Um and uh, <laughs> and and flaunts it on on uh, Twitter actually God bless her uh, very very proudly this this guy weird <laughs> <laughs> uh, this book is very dirty and funny in the right way but like we talked about uh, we talked about the first issue on the show as well I believe right? so yes. the thing is that they don't forget about the characters at the same time and it, honestly the premise is that yeah. and there is sex in it but it is mo- this is this. Uh, this issue in particular is mostly the adventure side of it yeah, and the yeah. fact that it's just people coming, characters coming together and trying to work out it, what they're dealing it with. It could be an easy joke. Yes. They exactly. work hard at it and dig a lot deeper with the characters, which is what makes it a good book. Good. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah, there we go. That's it for the stack. Yeah. yeah. All right. We are going to move on with our next section, which is my favorite section because you make it up. It's your audience questions. For this, I'm going to come out to you all. All you have to do is ask a question, either for our amazing guests or for Pete or Justin, and you'll get some free comic books. The questions are just for us? Not me. I'm not answering questions today. No okay, questions. Great. No, I'll answer questions. All right. Wow. There we go. Okay. Well, really uh, I actually saw your hand come up first over nice. here. Why don't you give us your name and your question. Hi, I'm John, and uh, I've actually got uh, somebody remotely who wants to ask Justin something. Okay. So uh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds oh, ominous. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. It's about the puke machine. Hey, Josh. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, I got Justin on. You want to ask him something? <laughs> Private phone call. Oh yeah. Well, it's more of a statement though, but uh. Justin, uh, Starman is my favorite classically trained actor. <laughs> oh, that's come on, that's, that's very good. Well, I can't just give it because it's a good answer. Oh, that's that's very it. good. No, he's technically not. Huh? So uh, Pete, for many years, had a secret, uh, one of many, but the one he revealed to us is he was running a secret quiz, a Punisher quiz that once unlocked, he had a prize hidden in his dirty laundry, uh, Thomas <laughs> Jane reference, uh, <laughs> over off to the side, and then um, we, then Alex did one for Cypher, which is a character that people don't really care about, but uh, so I, my favorite character, Starman, I'm doing a Starman quiz. That's a great, uh, it, you have to unlock it with a key phrase, yeah. and um, that is a great guess, but he was an actor he's an antique dealer 
So that's uh, good try, though. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling in. And look for my forthcoming quiz about Wood God. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing, though. I love that. Uh, that Do we have any other questions? You, sir, what's your name? What's your question? My name is Kevin, and uh, so like this book, you know, deals you know with an event in history, and comics have been used to you know deal with some you know some serious you know events in the past directly or through metaphor. Uh, what are some historical events that you think can really be explored in the comic medium that maybe haven't? Well, uh, Jared, why don't you tell them about the two scripts that you've uh, written that uh, we're uh, looking to get sure. done? Well, Feels again, awful well, you know, now, uh, obviously, this is, you know, uh, again, biographical storytelling. So I think more in terms of characters that would fit sort of a comic book world that you can make their world a comic book world and they exist as sort of comic book heroes. And I, I tend to like... Uh, people that are a little bit unknown to history, but then you delve into it and everyone starts going, how do I not know this story? Uh, So uh, I have written a script about uh, a Civil War character named Ely Parker, who actually was a uh, Seneca Indian, uh, was the last great Seneca Indian chief, and uh, he became friends with Ulysses S. Grant when wow. Grant was down and out and living in Illinois and working in a, in a leather sh- shop for his uh, <laughs> father. And uh, they became friends. And when the Civil War started up, he ended up joining Grant's staff. He had the best penmanship, and so he actually wrote out the <laughs> surrender agreement at Appomattox Courthouse. Oh, wow. But prior to that, because he was had learned English so well, he had gone and visited presidents starting with James K. Polk and, wow. and, and, and on behalf of the Seneca tribe, trying to negotiate staying in New York, which he was successful, um, part of the Iroquois nation. So he's one. Uh, the other is I have a biography of the first black baseball player to play for the Yankees, Elston Howard. And it really is sort of like a Jackie Robinson story eight years later. Uh, he had been friends with Jackie Robinson. And Jackie, uh, when he saw Jackie at an event, and uh, Elston went up to him and said, you know, Jackie, thank you for all you've done for all of us. And he said, you know, you you deserve more credit than I do. And Elston was like, what? He was like, you had it harder than I did. And, and he was like, how, how could you say this? And he said, the Dodgers wanted me. The Yankees mm. didn't yeah. want you. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the Yankees were the second to last team to have a uh, black player in the league. And the last team uh, was Boston, the Boston, Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Red Sox. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, one of the things I wanted to say also about historical events, uh, one of the people who has uh, helped support uh, Big Black Stand in Attica is uh, Andrew Aiden, who was uh, the co-writer of March, March yeah. with uh, Congressman John Lewis. Yeah, which, um, which which inspired me. I always kept out while I was working on, you know, just to thumb through it. Yeah. Uh, and just going again, if you go in another direction, uh, the Nam was one of the books that I read a lot and was inspired yeah, Doug, by. Yeah, Doug Murray and Christopher Golden. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, Michael Golden. Uh, 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 illustrated. That was one of the books that... Uh, that Bob I, Camp had worked on, actually, as well, and, yeah. and our friend Larry Hama. Who was the our, editor, of yeah, course. Larry, Larry Hama. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, who's also been an incredible support and inspiration. I have yeah. a question. Dude, it's awesome. How, how long ago did you plant Kevin in our audience to ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> thank, really, thank really you, Kevin. I, mean, I got to say, you. that's the historical event I We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, exactly. we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you after the show, Kevin. Yeah, right. yeah, we'll, yeah. Finally, big good payoff. Job. Good tee up. Uh, do we have any other questions? You, sir, why don't you come on down? This is a nice short mic cord. What's your name? What's your question? How you guys doing? I'm Jesus. Uh, quick question. So now that the book's out, people can go out and see and read the, about what happened. Do you think it might help to push to finally get the well-deserved movie out there at some point? Yeah. Hopefully. Well, you know, and there have been other uh, film versions, but none that actually... Uh, Really, you know, they all become much more metaphorical, and and uh, and and some of them have been successful. Uh, and there's a lot of great documentaries. There are uh, the Cinder Firestone. I'm doing an event uh, at my own hometown library, Sorgates, New York, uh, mm-hmm. where they're going to show Cinder Firestone's 1974 documentary, the original one. Uh, so there are. Uh, I'm. I would love to see it as an animated film. Actually, that really is sort. Of, I, I feel like uh, you know the comic book world has has really done a lot to bring this story uh, in a way that that 
you know, it loses some of its heaviness, and it, and it has a little bit more uh, of a heroic nature to it. And uh, even though it's a hor- you know, a horrible, tragic event in U.S. history, um, I, I feel like, you know, when Patrick suggested it to me, I didn't sleep that night. I, I rolled and tossed and turned, and I, I, I began envisioning it, and I thought, wow, I, I can't believe it. I, I mean, I called him the next morning. I said, like, okay, we had to start doing this. Let's get... I had to go and get a lot of uh, technique books, uh, Will Eisner's books, Scott McCloud's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott McCloud on stand economics. Um, um, yeah. Uh, Krent, well, not a technique book, uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, Krent. Oh, yeah, and I read Coward. And that, you know, that was really yeah, what gave me uh, the courage to uh, wow. do a first uh, person commentary, oh, uh, which awesome. was which was had been lacking in all the other drafts. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 that's once, great. and once we had once we had the the spec package to shop around with the Mazian's art, uh, the the support that we got from people in the business. Um, I mean, Mike Gold and Comic Mix. They yeah. were they were originally interested. Glenn Howman, uh, Joe Corral, yeah. um, Molly uh, Jackson. Dark Horse was interested. Uh, I had spoken with Dennis Kitchen, and Dennis Kitchen was like, "Wow, this is exactly the kind of thing that I would publish." Um, but but truly, boom coming too. in, yeah, uh, boom, is boom coming in, and supporting us, us to write the story in a truthful way. Yeah. And the editors that we had at Boom, Sierra Han and Allison Gronowitz, are, are to me are just as important, as, you know, as any of us on this project. They. I mean, they really whipped it into shape in a way that just stunned me. They, they really, I, I, I owe these women so much. They, they, they did an incredible job. I, I can't say enough about them. They're rock stars in my, in my world. That's, <laughs> That's great. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that is all the time we have for questions. Nice. So now I'm going to turn it over to Pete LePage for trivia. All right. All right. Trivia. This is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Because if you had 25 bucks, you go to a comic shop. Who would like 25 free dollars? Simple raising of the hand. Simple. Ah, oh, nice. first hand up guy. Oh, hand up guy. First hand up guy. And, and by the way, uh, Big Black Standard Attica is, is available for pre-order at Midtown Comics. All right. Nice. Way to bring it up. 1999. No, that's why I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And, now, yeah. and, and you yeah. can pick up the latest issue of Spider-Man, too. All right, sir, uh, remind us of your name. I'm John. John, audience, audience, John. Hey, John. You're going to be rooting for John here. That's right. So today's trivia is on topical comic news. Ah, finally. Yep. Okay, so question number one, uh, please listen to all three answers, then uh, make your choice, okay? Who is going to be writing the new Squadron Supreme comic coming out in May? Is it A, Mark Wade, B, Joe Quesada, or is it C, Christopher McDonald? So it's either mm. A, or you could be wrong. I'm feeling huh. pretty confident in say. A is correct. Yeah. Great. Great. All right, here we go. Question number two. We got a teaser image for the new Dark Knight's Metal series. It shows Superman with long hair and knuckle dusters. What is the <laughs> hashtag that Capullo used online? Was it A, wow. hashtag heavy metal, B, hashtag death metal, or was it C, hashtag Will Wheaton? Ooh. So it's either A huh. or you could select B. A is B. B is correct. Nice. Yeah. Death metal. Not phased by the star power coming up Pete LePage and just going right to the answers. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Question number three. We know Punchline is a new villain for what upcoming comic art uh, arc? I'm sorry, in Batman, uh, this May is it A. Joker War, B. Return of the Jokers, or is it C. Clancy Brown? So it is either A, and you win twenty five dollars, or you <laughs> could be completely wrong and walk away with nothing. Wow! A yeah, is correct. Nice, Congratulations. Well done. Uh, incredible. Uh, as we all know, and we all know this, of course, Pete yes. hides a secret quiz inside of his quiz that is always a Robin Williams movie for some reason. Uh, yep. The third answers add up to that Robin Williams movie. What are they, Pete? They're Christopher McDonald. Sure. Will Wheaton. Yep. I believe that was hashtag Will Wheaton. Thank you. And uh, Clancy Brown. Great. Great. Does anybody know what Robin Williams? Everyone's favorite actors. Kevin? 
just from the cast, I'm going to guess animated. So I'm going to... Ooh. Well, there goes Ferngold. It's not rubber. The name of it is... Glue. Nope. Um. Okay. <laughs> Flubber, you were correct, sir. Flubber. Yeah. 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 Flubber. Yeah. <laughs> great clue. Great clue. Uh, as we all wow. know, tomorrow is new comic book day. Oh, we recommend we... you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? Well, a lot of great stuff coming out. Um, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to... Dip, 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 dip. Uh, Ascender <laughs> number nine. Oh, I thought you were going to sing a little song there. And then like a little uh, barbershop quartet song. <laughs> Wonder Woman number uh, 751. Oh, yes. Yeah. Kicking it off. Great. Yeah. No, nothing else? No, no that's it. Great. Okay. Justin, uh, dip, dip, dip. What are you looking dip, forward dip, to? Dip, 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 dip. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the um, comic uh, that is a Mother of Demons, Ghost okay, Rider, great. Mother of All Demons right. from yeah, Marvel Comics, coming out tomorrow. It's about the Ghost Rider sort of mythos has been building in the Marvel universe for the last couple months, and uh, this uh, puts a pin in it and starts to move it into its own title. And we will have a review of that in our stack podcast. Oh, great, that's great that news. That Wednesdays at 9 a.m. in the Comic Book Club feed, as well as its own feed. Oh, dip, 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 dip. I'm looking forward to... Dip, 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 dip. Oh, jeez. I really wish I had prepared for this. Oh, God. Oh, I wish... We, this section, it's a surprise. It's I didn't a surprise know it was coming. Section. We never do. Stop we milking it. What are you looking oh, forward to? Alienated number one from Boom <laughs> Studios is yes. coming out. Uh, I'll spoil a little bit of a review, but, man, I love this book. You'll find out more about it in the Stack Podcast. <laughs> uh, Spoiled a very little bit of it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that is... It's about a group of kids going to the woods. They encounter something there. And what happens after that? Uh, but it's so creatively done. It's a really great package. Definitely highly recommend picking it up. Uh, for you guys, plug your stuff again. What should people check out? Uh, well, definitely, of course, uh, Big Black Standard Attica, which yeah. is uh, available uh, for pre-order from Boom Studios. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, uh, local bookseller. Uh, we're doing a signing at uh, the Strand Bookstore uh, next Monday night, the 17th, and it will be on stands on the 18th. But it is available on Comixology tomorrow. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, our, our good friend, uh, Joe Corallo, uh, who introduced me to the Comic Book Club podcast uh, many moons ago. Nice. Uh, him and his collaborator, Liana Kangas, their book, She Said Destroy, is yeah. coming out in trade paperback, the first five issues. Uh, I cannot recommend that book enough. It's a really cool uh, swords and planet um, allegory featuring... Um, uh, the uh, Celtic goddess, the Morrigan, uh, versus the Celtic sun goddess, Bridget, who is in control of the solar system. And the only cult left that can fight Bridget is the goddess of death and war, the Morrigan. Uh, so it's a, a really interesting retelling of, uh, of yeah. Celtic mythology. And, which, and you know, I definitely want to plug Miss Davis, which is uh, my... Our, our artist, Amezian, uh, his work that is just dropped uh, a week ago. Yeah. Uh, it's in Europe. It's in French. But it is one of the most gorgeous books I've ever seen. Uh, done with his wife, like I said, Sibylle, uh, Titia Delacroix. Um, it's it's nice just a brilliant that. book. Yeah, really a biography brilliant. of Angela Davis, and it is uh, uh, magnificent. Yeah, if you, if you, you go to, to uh, if you go to our um, uh, our social media stuff, you can find Amazian. He's also on Facebook and Twitter and so on and so forth. Uh, and uh, we've uh, uh, we've shared uh, some of the art from it. And his just go to his website, yeah. and his name is spelled. A M E Z I A N E. Yeah, and then we'll be beginning our book tour. And uh, after the Strand, we're at the New York Public Library, the Ooh, nice. Uh, nice. Grand Central Branch, the following the Saturday. One. Yeah, yeah, for the, the, for the, the lion. Yeah. So you're gonna ride on the lion. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's one of my Great. favorite places. Yeah, and uh, and then we'll be uh, hitting upstate uh, around my hometown, Sorgates, Woodstock, New York, uh, doing a signing at the Golden Notebook. Uh, inquiring Minds of Sorgates, 
Uh, we're going to be out at Nassau. Yeah, Nassau Community College, College. CradleCon at the Cradle of Aviation Museum, which is uh, right next door to uh, Nassau Community College, uh, May 30th and 31st. Um, and we'll be doing Book Expo. Yeah. And Book the Expo, Javits which Center is uh, the 28th and 29th at the Javits Center. Yeah. So many awesome. things. Yeah. So many all of things. those things. A couple of things to plug on our end before we wrap up here. As mentioned, we have our Lock and Key podcast, Lock and Key Unlock, so do check that out. I'm sure that puke machine quiz story is coming very soon. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, that's the main draw of the podcast, I yep. would say, beyond uh, recapping Lock and Key, the excellent series that's currently on Netflix. Also, we have Riverdale After Dark, our Riverdale podcast goes up every Wednesday after that show. We've also launched Katie Keencast, a Katie Keen podcast that goes up every Thursday after that show. I'm sure more podcasts to come, right, Pete? Sure. <laughs> uh, Pete, anything else you want to plug? Uh, yeah, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. And a shout out to uh, Cece and Froggy and those other two cats <laughs> that nobody knows the names of. They're going to be pissed. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe and listen on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. And if you have it on iTunes, please do comment. That helps us out quite a bit. Also, patreon.com slash comicbookclub to support this show and many more. We have a bunch of fun bonuses there. You can get on our private Slack. <laughs> the way you say that, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm winking. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. That's not, that's not helping. Again, you're making <laughs> eye contact at the weirdest times. <laughs> okay, I don't know who you guys are, uh, so you can check that out. A couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank Jared Bat for being on the show. Yeah. Booth Man Prime, Booth Man Prime. But most of all, we want to thank all of you all. We are here every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends. Good night. Thanks Good night, for guys. Good night, everybody. Thank, thank you. 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 Thank you.